From the heart of Room Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another episode. Or this week, I'm going to be talking about something that I am going to be personally working towards improving upon as a player, which is learning multiple roles and how, I guess nerve-wracking of a task that can be for a one-trick pony like myself. And like I mentioned before, I'm not a true one-trick pony. I actually have a pretty decent champion pool for jungling, but I just can't play any other roles to save my life. I'll have an occasional good you know, ADC game, which is actually the role that I'm going to be focusing on first, but overall I'm a good jungler more than a good League of Legends player. So I'm going to be working on that to hopefully you know, improve my experience in dynamic queue and make my teammates' lives easier so I don't feed every game that I have to play another role. Um, so that's going to be the main focus of this episode. I might be talking a little bit more about myself than I usually do and how I am as a player, which is something that I don't do that often, but that should be interesting. Uh, some future announcements. I'm actually going to be going to a land tournament on the 6th of February and hopefully doing some interviews there at uh, UTSA and I'm also going to be going to PAX of course this weekend PAX South in San Antonio so that should be exciting I'll definitely try and get you guys some interviews with maybe people who are running booths some just random people walking around but there's definitely going to be some content coming from that PAX convention so if any of you guys are going to be there just send me an email or send me a tweet, and I'll definitely try and meet you guys there if you're interested in doing that. So, yeah, that's what's going to be going into this show and a little bit of future updates. And I guess let's jump right into it. The first thing that I kind of want to do, since I don't generally talk about myself too much on the show, is sort of give an overview of my growth as a player in League of Legends. So if we're going to do that, we of course have to start from the very, very beginning, which would be, I think, 2012. Late 2012, about October-ish, is when my friend showed me the game for the first time, and he was telling me how great he was at the game. Uh, he was, I think, level 6 at the time, and he would only play beginner bots as a collie. So yeah, he was he was exceptional in that regard. But Anyway, so I started off, the only champion I played was Soraka for quite a long time, actually. I was horrible at the game, and people don't believe me when I say this, but I'm actually the worst new player that I've ever seen. And this isn't just me being self-critical. Like I didn't use spells until about level 7 or 8, and then I only used Q on Soraka. And this was the old Soraka where it was Star Call, and it would just hit all the enemies around you, so it was just a completely brain-dead button click. I mean, you never go oom if you never use your heals, but, um, so that was me until I was about level 15 or 16, and then I bought Varus and all this other stuff, 
a couple accounts got banned for AFKing, not permaban, but banned for long enough that I wanted to make a new one. I think Ponderous Sea Line is actually my third account because <laughs> I went AFK so much. It's kind of something that you just get used to, especially when you live in a house with your parents. That can create conflict. But anyways, so I got better. I started improving, and Joseph, the friend that got me into the game, was playing a bit of Katarina, and that looked like fun. So Katarina was probably one of the first champions that I got good with. Uh was probably Singed, Renekton, and Katarina. So I was playing a lot of top lane in Season 3. That was probably my one of my more played roles. I really enjoyed playing Singed. This is back when he was completely brain-dead, broken champion. Um, picked an LCS, all that good stuff before he got heavily nerfed to, I think, his tenacity, his fling ratio, a lot of stuff got nerfed, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, he was one of the, probably one of the first champions that I actually really fell in love with, but we keep moving forward. I keep playing the game. I'm getting really good at playing Katarina, actually good, um, but still not good enough to climb very much. I ended season three in silver two. Yes, I ended season three in silver two, so for it being my first ranked season, I think that it went pretty decently. I got placed in bronze three, fell down to bronze four, and then climbed all the way up to silver two through the course of that season. Uh, next season comes along. I'm still playing a lot of Katarina, but I also pick up Lee Sin and Master Yi around this time. And, of course, you guys know how I am with Master Yi now. But Lee Sin was actually my most played champion that season, which I regret because Lee Sin is just, for me, I don't think he's a good champion to try and climb elo with he's more for if you want to improve your mechanics and you want to improve that aspect of your gameplay play Lee Sin but if you just want to rank up and gain elo I wouldn't really recommend him you can gain elo with him but I just don't think it's optimal so that happens I get to platinum five in that season and now we go to season five I of course play Master Yi, I have like a 60% win ratio on him over a couple hundred games. I get like 80 pentakills. <laughs> Not that many, but I have a lot of pentakills from playing so much Katarina and Master Yi. And I ended up getting to Diamond that season, got up to Diamond 4, about 70 or 80 LP before I fell back down to Diamond 5. So I uh, would consider myself to be pretty good at this game, and I think that a lot of people would consider me to be pretty good. But I am a pretty limited player when it comes to my play style and the champions that I can and can't be good at. So for me, if you noticed a trend, I like playing very mobile, less so with Singe, but he's a different kind of mobile, uh, mobile damage-oriented champions who are reliant on getting off quick combos and then getting out. And that's a pretty specific selection of champions, but I mean... My Katarina is extremely rusty because I don't lane if I can avoid it, and Katarina is not a good champion to play if you're not good at laning. But Kha'Zix, Master Yi, Lee Sin, Katarina are probably my four best, if not four of my best, champions. And they all are pretty similar in a lot of ways. So Sky Williams brings up the point in one of his videos that just because he calls it he says that the game isn't League of Mid, or for me it's League of Jungle, but just being good at one role doesn't make you good at League of Legends is the claim that he makes, and I think that that's both right and wrong. Trust me when I say that a challenger 
one-trick pony is going to be a lot better at this game than a gold jack-of-all-trades because they'll obviously have much more game knowledge to get to where they ended up at and than the gold player, even though the gold player is more balanced across all roles. Now, you could just make the argument that the challenger player is, of course, still going to be better at all the roles than the gold player, which is fair, but it just it depends on what you're trying to get out of the game. And League of Legends is becoming a bit stale for me after three years. Um, I still love playing the game. I love winning at the game probably more than anything, but at this point, I really do just need a change of pace, so... That's kind of why I'm switching into trying to learn other roles. And I'm going to be starting with AD Carry because I think that I have the mechanics of an AD Carry main. My mechanics are pretty on point when I'm hot, when I'm on. But it's just the the anger of solo laning and the frustration at being assassinated have just made it difficult for me to... to get into the role as much as I would like to. Uh, another thing about playing assassins is that they make you a very greedy, very selfish player, or maybe greedy, selfish players are attracted to assassins, who knows? Um, but I would definitely consider myself a greedy, selfish player a lot of the time. I like to take the blue buffs from my mid laner all game if I can get away with it. I like to play champions that can solo Dragon and solo Rift Herald and those kinds of champions who can do it all by themselves and just solo farm and then just farm the jungle all game and then come out of the woodworks later in the game to gank and to help the team out but early game just really focus on getting yourself strong those are the kinds of champions that I enjoy playing and you can't really do that as well when you're in a duo lane it's difficult to be totally selfish in a duo lane because you're literally with the other player 90% of the time. It's just hard to completely take all the everything for yourself and not care about the person that you're laning with. Plus, I'm just really bad at duo laning. So, for me, and my laning is just terrible in general. So you guys see where the dilemma comes from with me trying to learn to, new lanes. Um, but... That's, I guess, enough about me. That's just kind of uh, an explanation for this episode and for where I'm coming from with all this. Um, but if you guys want to actually learn how to get better at roles, I'm a little bit more fortunate than a lot of you might be in this department because I do have diamond friends who main other roles than I do. Like, uh, you guys remember Chinfinger, Jordan Williams, or now he's Spective? Um, who was on the show for like episode two. I doubt many of you have been around that long, but if you guys remember him, he's a diamond Renekton main, and he is an exceptionally good laner, and he, I'd say in at least nine out of his ten games, gets the most CS in the game by a margin of at least 30. He's just really great at CSing, really good at laning, almost always has the most gold because of it, and he plays the game very early, game focused and he is a diamond he got to diamond off of that strategy so he knows what he's doing in that department some of you guys who are still in bronze or silver aren't as lucky to have a diamond whose main strategy is this thing that you're bad at but you can still learn from players at your elo about laning 
and if you find someone, you come across someone who's nice and who's constructive, most people are more than willing to help out if you ask them. And if they're not, just play some games with them and try to become a little bit more acquainted with them and even just watch what they're doing. Learning from other players that you can actually interact with, and I can't stress that enough, is extremely crucial to getting better at the game because I'm not trying to knock YouTube content creators or even people like myself who tell you what to do, but without having that that connection and that personalization that every person requires, it's really hard to... It's not necessarily difficult to apply what you learn in those kinds of videos and through online learning tools. It's just not the same level of interaction that is required to truly learn about something. And, of course, you'll see people who go from bronze 5 to gold in the span of a season using nothing but online learning tools, and that's great. Some people can learn like that. I would just say that it's very important for you to have actual people to help you out and to interact with. As soon as a question pops up, you can just ask them, hey, what do I do in this situation? Why did you rush this item? What champion do you think I should play if this is my skill set? That's cool. Another thing, speaking of skill sets, is assessing yours accurately. So I kind of gave you guys an overview of my play style. There are some things that I'm extremely good at, like team fight positioning, one of my strongest points as a player. I'm good at controlling the map, which is what makes me such a great power farmer and objective taker. And I love being mobile and playing assassin champion, so that's what I play. Now, things that I'm bad at is laning. Oops, um, just terrible at that in general. Uh, I sometimes get greedy, and I have difficulties with team play sometimes and trusting my teammates. So that's just a short overview of me as a player. There are a lot more nuances and even more points that I could go over, but not going to bore you guys with those details more than I already have. I would say that as far as self-awareness goes, I'm pretty good. Now, that's something that not everyone else is good at. But if you want to get better, you do have to be self-aware. And this really does come into play when learning other roles. Because I know how much I suck at laning. And being in a lane with four people is just really daunting for me. But I do want to learn AD carry. And forcing yourself into uncomfortable positions like me being in a duo lane, does help you grow as a player. Uh, adversity is not always something that you should avoid. If my only goal was to gain ELO in a short term, and I'm not saying you should try and learn new games, new roles in your provisionals, but if you just want to gain short-term ELO, don't do anything differently. Just focus on what you're good at. But if you're like me and you want to just improve as a player in general, that's when you can learn other roles, and that's when you should really sit down, assess yourself. And, I mean, assessing yourself is good even if you aren't going to try and learn a new role. It's just good to know these things about yourself and about your, your gameplay. But one thing that is overlooked and is extremely important, and I'm going to insist that you write it on a real piece of paper, is making a chart with your good points and your bad points and having it by your computer while you play. It doesn't sound like it would be important to do that, but physically writing it down makes it stick more in your brain than typing it does, and 
having it on hand at all times, whenever you make a mistake, you can just look at it and be like, yep, I already knew that I was going to do that. I have to keep that on my mental checklist of things to remember. So writing it down really does make a difference. Another thing that you can do if you want to learn new roles is any time that you lose your lane or just get completely out jungled, there's this service online called replay.gg that I love using, and you can use it. It's very self-explanatory when you try and use it, and you just go to replay.gg, and then the rest is explained for how to watch your replays. And watch what the other person did in greater detail. People tell you to watch your replays, but watch people that kick your asses replays because you could watch yourself, but you already generally know what you do wrong. I, I genuinely believe that people know what they're doing wrong. They're just either too stubborn to admit it, and if you're too stubborn to admit it, then I can't help you, and that's a problem that you need to deal with more than me because no matter how much I tell you, don't be stubborn and accept your problems, blah, blah, blah it's not going to make a difference because you either want to accept your problems and work on them or you don't, and me telling you doesn't make a difference. But watch the person in the game that you played with them. Watch why they destroyed you because it could be something as simple as posturing top lane and how they played with the minion wave. It, that's a huge reason about why people lose. And if you don't know exactly why they beat you as badly as they did, then try and ask a an higher ELO friend. And again, I'm sorry that this is a resource that not everyone has available to them, but if you do and you have someone that's willing to help, just have it doesn't even have to be a higher ELO player. It can just be someone in your ELO range, but just have them look it over with you and generally they'll be able to help you. Just having a second pair of eyes on it can help a lot. So that's what I would recommend for that is find out and try and watch them in the game that they played with you because you can see your mistakes and their successes at the same time, which is extremely useful to have on hand. And Replay.gg is an excellent tool. This message brought to you by Replay.gg. Actually, not really. I just really like it. And finally, the last thing that you have to do when you want to learn a new role is keep a mindset of success. And that's something that I'm bad at because uh, the way that my brain works is... I have a million thoughts going at once most of the time, and they're all very acute, and I can tell exactly what each one means. And so if I start making mistakes, I immediately notice it, and I immediately have a lot of doubt in my head afterwards about everything that I do. I start tilting. That's one of the reasons that I tilt so quickly and so severely a lot of the time is just because of the way that my brain sends messages to my to my conscious thought process is just... You made a mistake, boom, 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 and then a million things happen, and it just tilts me, and it's bad. When you think too much, it's hard to keep a specific mindset going, but you have to try anyways, because if you think that you're going to fail, you're going to fail. And that's something that I'm sure all of you have heard before, but sometimes cheesy things are right, and there's a reason why they're cliches and why they're so cheesy, is because people say them a lot because they're frankly pretty damn accurate and you're not going to succeed through moping and saying that you can't learn this new role that ADC is just too hard your fingers are too fat <laughs> whatever it is you're just not going to succeed if you don't envision it yourself and that's I'd say as important as anything else and I'm the worst support player all those qualities that I listed to you 
are the reasons why I'm terrible at supporting because I have none of the makings of a support player, but I'm going to try and get better at it. Not right now, but hopefully eventually. I'm probably going to learn the other roles first and then support or support third or fourth, but I'm going to try and get better at every role in League so that I can become a more overall good player. And as much as I just want to give up and not try and learn certain roles, I'm going to do it anyways because, again, like I mentioned, facing adversity is not always a bad thing, and it's something that you should all try and do at some point. And I'm going to try and keep that open mind, positive mindset, and tell myself that I can learn whatever role I want if you put enough focus into it. Tweet me at Ponder Sea Line or at LO Legends Radio. My email is PonderSealine at gmail.com. You guys can add me in League of Legends. On North America, I am Ponder Sea Lion. On EU, I don't have an account, sorry. Don't forget to check me out. If you're going to be at PAX South, just send me an email and we can work out a place and a time to meet. I'll be there all three days, hopefully, so it's going to be lit. People have, my friends have told me that hearing me use slang is cringy, so expect a lot more in the future because that's how I roll. You know, homie, homie G, um, dabbing, I just dabbed, dab, you know, you can't see it because it's a podcast, (laughs) oh god, somebody please send help. Thank you guys again for downloading this episode. I do appreciate all the support I've gotten over the past eight months. And this is Ponderous Sea Lion signing off. I will catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.